You're listening to the Fairies and Folklore Podcast by Renal. I'm dark fantasy author Renal Janssen von With nearly a decade of digging around in dusty folklore books, researching creatures of imagination that ignited my curiosity, I'm here to share the folklore in a nutshell and how I reimagined it for my writing in An Origin of the Fae. This is the Fairies and Folklore Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Rinal Janssen von Vieren. You can just call me Rinal. In today's episode, we're continuing our exploration of the Feyre. This episode is brought to you by my book, Once, Tales, Myths and Legends of Fairy, available in ebook, paperback and audiobook. Go to rinaldemythmaker.com forward slash my hyphen books for more. We are continuing our exploration of Waterfay. Today's fairy, Sirens. Folklore in a nutshell by Renal. Sirens from Greek mythology are creatures that are half bird and half woman, with incredible singing voices, who lure sailors to their death. They do appear in different forms though, birds with the heads of women, women with bird wings and bird legs, half woman and half fish, such as the mermaid, and as just women. The commonality among all these forms is that they are incredibly beautiful with an alluring voice that captures or hypnotizes any who hears it. There are different origin stories about sirens. According to ancient authors, the sirens were either companions to Persephone and given wings by Demeter to help find her, or cursed by Demeter for failing to stop the kidnapping by Hades. They are fated to die if humans are able to sail past, ignoring their songs. Another account has them entering a singing contest against the muses at Hera's prompting. Of course, the muses won. They then plucked out the siren's feathers and made crowns out of it for themselves. The sirens, out of anguish for losing the competition and their feathers, fell to the sea and formed islands. In the Odyssey and the Argonautica, the heroes sail by safely by either drowning out the sound of the siren's songs with a lyre or stuffing their ears with beeswax. For the most part, though, they are the daughters of Porcus, ancient sea god, or of Achilles, river god, and one of the muses. They hunt the coastline and live in a meadow. And because Circe described them as lolling there in their meadow, round them heaps of corpses rotting away, rags of skin shriveling on their bones, we know that they are cannibals who use their allure to get the food they crave. And now for my interpretation of the Fae, in an origin of the Fae, Sirens. Young sirens can choose a mortal life, live among humans, age like humans, and even have magic like human sorceresses. Only the magic can work on sirens, but if, at any point, her nails start to glitter silver, she has to return to her own kind. This usually happens if she'd used too much magic. Sirens only feed on human men. They lure them into the water, either with their seductive appearances or by enthralling them with song. Then they drown them, escort their souls to the other world, and then return to feast on the flesh 
before taking the bones to roots of the tree that gives life to their kind. Before drowning their victims, they are beauty incarnate, dressed in glittering gold or silver. During the drowning, they turn into dark creatures dressed in black with a multicolored quaff. After the drowning, they turn into a barely recognized female form of skinless reed oozing around stray feathers and claws. After feasting on the flesh of their victims and placing the bones beneath the tree, they return to their perfect forms. They sing from the moment they start drowning their victims through the meal until they've returned to their perfect forms. The curse upon them is to be half bird, half woman creatures unless they use enough magic to conceal their true nature. It takes a lot of sacrifice, the men drowned and eaten, to keep their magic strong. The bones at the root of their tree feeds their magic. They live in a beautiful ocean with an underwater waterfall. They have a meadow above ground that they sometimes call home. No matter where they live, they always look the same. It's only during the feeding ceremony that they go to extremes. Most sirens stay in their perfect form, though some like to stay in the dark creature transformation, multicolor hair and all, to conserve magic. Young sirens of age have to go through a rite of passage, drowning their first victim. They have to perform perfectly or be punished by the older sirens. Sirens promise truth and knowledge only to deliver death. But if someone can come away enlightened instead of enthralled by the song of the siren, the human will go free and the siren will dissolve into the water she stands in, becoming one with the magic of the world. It is thought that if a siren died like this during initiation, she'd live in the cool waters that the rest could only dream of. Sirens really do know all, the past, present and future. They have the gift of telepathy and can read the thoughts of humans. It is this knowledge that got them cursed in the first place. There is no known way to kill a siren. As a little bonus, let's look at the translation of siren into Afrikaans. Sirena. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Fairies and Folklore podcast and that you've learned something new about fairy. Remember that you can get a transcript of this episode in the description. If you're new to the podcast, why not go and grab your free copy of Unseen, the second book in the fairy tale series, on my website, renaldemythmaker.com. Loads of folklore, magic, and danger await. Take care.